Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Um, so I'm going to try to do what he said to do, and I'm going to give you my heart first, and then I want us to pray. I don't want to leave until we have assembled together and prayed. There's needs that need to be met, and God's the only one that can meet them. But um, my heart is full right now. I need to mind the Lord. Turn with us tonight to Second Peter chapter number one. Second Peter. Chapter number one. Um, let me get, get ready here. Second Peter, chapter number one. Uh, appreciate the opportunity just to be here. And then we'll begin at verse number, number one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore... The rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For you do these things, you shall never fail. Fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into everlasting, the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you, in always, put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. Father, thank you for your word. We confess how desperate we are for it. We pray for the unction and, Lord, the utterance to preach. We Trust you, Father, for the clarity of mind and speech, and may, Lord, every heart receive your message. We're just the messenger. We're trusting you, Father, to do what only you can do through the power of your holy word. We need to know these things, and so we pray and ask for your help. We ask, Lord, that you would hear every heart 
And if there's one among us that doesn't know you, may this be the day that they accept you as Lord and Master. We love you. We thank you as we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going to make an assumption, and you can disagree with me if it's not true later. But I, I believe today that every one of us suffers from uh, forgetfulness. We forget things. I have lots of different reminders these days, and now that mostly reminders are digital, as long as I put them in there, it's my own fault if I don't remember. There's so many reminders. I, I still use sticky notes and all kinds of things like that, and, and things that just trigger a memory, something to remind me of something that I felt was important, at least at some time. Uh, I want to focus tonight on, to start with, on verses 12 through 15. The Apostle Peter thought it, it was very important to remind the flock of some things. He said in verse number 12, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Now, we're going to talk about these things in a second. And I believe he covered them in the first several verses that we read to you. But uh, I want to say tonight that I believe it necessary to be reminded in the Word of God. Um, there's a lot of things that we need to be reminded about, but I can tell you the most worthy of remembering are the things that come from the word of truth. <laughs> the only thing you see that rescues me really is the word of God. The Holy Spirit of God when it comes and the word of God and his power and his truth is what rescues me day after day. Uh, you have the unfortunate experience of benefiting from my extended learning. Uh, I'm ever in school when it comes to God. <laughs> and you happen to be the recipients of what I get from time to time. And I'm grateful for that because it simply is how the walk goes. I struggle with things so many times. And sometimes I don't even know exactly what it is. Um, I'm probably too transparent, truthfully, but when it comes right down to it, there are a lot of things I believe that affect each one of us as the people of God. Struggled all day Monday, couldn't figure out, couldn't put my finger on it, couldn't, uh, couldn't come up with any one thing. And all day long, I just said, Lord, I don't know what it is, but I feel it. It was a heaviness that was upon me, and it was almost like an oppression. And uh, I looked around the room, and I said, there ain't nobody in here but me and you. And some say, well, the devil was there. I'll just let you know the devil has to have a body, all right? That's the reason he possessed people, and that's the reason he possesses people today. He's not God, okay? He can't be everywhere and all the time, and I can assure you I'm likely one of his least problems. So it ain't the devil all the time. We can't blame everything that's bad on the devil. I believe that we live in a bad world. I believe there is wickedness all around us. I do believe there are evil spirits. And I also believe there are ways that you can let them in your home and you can expose your life to them. But when you've got those things buttoned down and you look around and you're still experiencing oppression, I'm telling you, it's time for you to be reminded of some things that are important. 
And as I prayed about that and prayed about it, it seemed like all day Monday I struggled with that. And finally Tuesday morning I come in here and I told the Lord, I said, I'm tired of carrying this, whatever it is, whatever this oppression is, I want you to separate it from me or show me what it was. And about that time, oh, how precious and faithful the Holy Spirit of God is. About that time he began to speak and he opened up the word for me and began to show me some things concerning his truth. Now, I want to establish before we get to the things uh, prim that are important tonight, I want to establish the fact that you need to be reminded. I believe it's the purpose of the Holy Spirit to remind you. The Bible said in John chapter 14, Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit. He said, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Let me remind you that everything we have recorded in the word of God, when the the apostles wrote the word of God, they were doing it from memory. Do you realize that? Right? They didn't write those things as they were going on. They wrote them long after Jesus had rose from the dead. They began to pen these books. And you know what we have today? I believe we have an accurate depiction of what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ because the Holy Ghost is able to remind you and I of what he said. I believe it is one of the primary functions of the Word of God and the Spirit of God working in unison in my life is to remind me of what the Lord Jesus said to me and for me. And I believe today that we need to be reminded, and I believe the Holy Ghost is a good reminder. If you want to thank God for something, you ought to thank him every day for the spirit of God that abides within you, that is faithful to you, that is there 24 hours a day, that not one minute has ever left you alone. The spirit of God will remind you and me. Now, it's one thing to be reminded, but it's another to neglect the reminding. The Holy Ghost can remind you of something, but I can assure you that we as humans have a, have a will and we can either obey God or we can turn him away. We can do what he said or we can be disobedient to the truth. When the word of God comes to us, the spirit of God tugs at us. When, when the notion of God begins to draw us, friend, we need to obey God and let him remind us of what we need to know. I believe the Holy Ghost is the best reminder that you'll ever have. It's better than your cell phone. It's better than any other apparatus that you can trigger. Friend, the Holy Ghost will never go off. Its battery never runs down. And I can assure you that it knows just exactly what you need, when you need it. And if we'll pay attention, friend, he is always on time. The Holy Spirit of God will remind each one of us of what we need to know. I say that because I believe that we're forgetful. I believe we're forgetful when it comes to the Word of God. <laughs> now, I don't, it's not just an assumption on my part. I know every one of us struggle with this very truth. You say that's not true. I can tell you right now, it's true. Every one of us struggle with this truth because I know some things about God. And so when the oppression comes, when the hard things comes, when disappointment comes, when despair tries to get in our lives, friend, I have information that I could use. But sometimes I just need to be reminded of what that information is. And then just as soon as I can remember it and involve myself in it, friend, it'll set you free. Does me. 
Number one, the Holy Spirit will remind you. Number two, I believe God has put a certain, certain group of people on this earth that that's their very function is to remind you. Most of you, let me read you what the apostle Peter said to them. He said in verse number, 13, in verse number 12, he said, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you in remembrance of these things. And he said, Always. Though you know these things. You know what he was saying? Same thing that I feel so many times when I look in the eyes of you people that are always here and I thank God for your faithfulness. But I think to myself, Lord, they've done heard this about 10 times, if not 100. And you know what the apostle Peter said? He said, I intend not to be negligent ever, but always to remind you of these things. Always, he said, not to be, my responsibility is not to be negligent, to remind you of the word of God. Doesn't make any difference if you heard it 10 times this week. If the Holy Spirit's unction is to give you a particular word on a Wednesday night, here's what I can assure you. You need to be reminded of that truth. Thank you, Jesus. He knows just exactly what I need. <laughs> he knows what I need. Oh, how glad that I am. Amen. That he's called preachers to be reminders. And I believe that's what preachers are. Amen. I'm not expounding to you any new truth. It's been in the Word. It's been here for thousands of years. There are people way smarter than me that know more than me. All I am is a messenger, and the message ain't even new. It's the same message. And all I'm trying to do is just to remind you one more time of what the Word of God says. Now, I'm going to get to what it says here in just a second, but oh, how I want to establish the importance of reminding. Oh, I hope to God that the Word hadn't become dull or stale or something that you're not interested in anymore. When your heart gets to the place that when you hear the message of God and it's not new, it's not important, it's not fresh anymore, amen, there has something crept in. There is an affection that abides within your soul. There is a hindrance, a hard thing that is keeping you from experiencing the peace of God for the Word of God is always new it's a living word and when it is brought to us by means of the Holy Spirit here's what I can assure you it is needful it is necessary and we need to be reminded we need to be reminded here's what he said in verse number 13 he said yeah he said I think it's meat as long as I'm in this tabernacle what he was saying is as long as I'm alive he said, I believe my primary function is to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Right? He wasn't claiming that he had any new revelation. <laughs> he wasn't claiming that what he was fixing to share with them was some kind of new truth or new knowledge. No, what he was saying was, is I'm going to keep telling you the same old story. I'm going to keep telling you about Jesus and what he did because you need to be reminded. He said, I have made up my mind that as long as I'm alive, I need to be reminding his people about what he did. The same old story. Oh, how we need to be reminded. Let me say something personally I like getting preached to. Amen. A lot of times I go hunting for it. I go trying to find somebody to preach to me. And, and I appreciate it when people do preach to me because you know what? It's a reminder to me too. 
Sometimes you can turn on the good gospel song and, and the reminding just begins. Amen. The Holy Spirit will use the words in a song, amen, to trigger a memory in you, to bring up the Holy Spirit and the word of God in you. And brother, it'll rescue you over and over and over. How I thank God it wasn't new information. Amen. I didn't just learn this week that my sins were forgiven, but I'll tell you, Monday afternoon, I heard it in a song and I couldn't help but shout. It was just as if I just learned that good news. Aren't you glad it's new? Oh, I'm glad today that the Word of God is new when the Holy Spirit is involved. And I believe that was the intent of the Apostle Peter. He was absolutely, absolutely committed to this one thing, and that was reminding the people of God of what they already knew. What they already knew. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, for a preacher, whoever they are, and if they're listening to me somewhere else, let me give me some advice. If you're trying to find something new, you're fixing to get in trouble. Everything we need is already written. It ain't new. It's been established. It is forever settled in heaven. And what the people of God is not some newfangled information. What they need to be is reminded of what's already been given to you and I. And it's right here. It's present in this very book. I need to find another book. This book is good enough. It is the book. It is the word of God. And brother, when you get reminded of the truth, it'll help you. It'll set you free. It'll set you free. My goodness, how it set me free just this week. Now, you'd think at my age and after all that I've been through, I'd learned this by now. But I find myself just like everybody else in the ditch, struggling, sometimes trying to figure out from one step to the next what in the world is going on and why my mind is like this and why my heart is heavy and all these things. Sometimes you know, but sometimes I just wonder. I can't put my finger on it. But oh, how glad that I am for the times when I can just come in and say, Lord, I don't get it. And I'm I've carried it for a day now and I don't know what to do with it. I need you to show me something. And brother, when you ask God to do something, I'm telling you right now, he'll open up your eyes and set you free. Well, I thank him tonight. I thank him. And as I prayed about that and and it become clear to me that I was going to have to preach on this, I began to ask the Lord. I said, well, I'm I'm as excited as I've ever been. And you know what? That's That's most of the battle for me. I tell you right now, a man that stands up and ain't excited about the Word of God has got something wrong in the heart. Amen. And if you preach it three or four times a week like I do, you know what the devil will tell you? He'll say, that's enough of that. You don't need to preach that again. You need to say no more about that. They've already heard that. They don't want to hear you. I want you to know, friend, I need the Holy Spirit of God sometimes just to remind me that the Word never gets old. He sent the Holy Ghost to remind me and he sent preachers to remind me. You say, how so? I read you just a couple of verses here. Paul said it like this in Timothy. He said, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now that was the apostle Paul telling Timothy specifically about him. He was stirring up Timothy's remembrance. He was reminding the young pastor of what he needed to remember. In 2 Timothy chapter number 2, the apostle Paul said this. He said, of these things, now he was advising Timothy of what to do to his own flock. And he said this. He said, of these things, put them in remembrance. 
charging them before the Lord that they strive not about with words to no profit. See how important it was to the Apostle Paul? He recognized that. And it was he was giving advice to the young pastor Timothy, his, his son in the faith, as he was telling, he said, listen to me, what you've got to do is remind them, you've got to keep telling them over and over of the goodness of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God and the blood of Christ and the resurrection and a new hope. Keep telling them, stir up their remembrance for they need to be reminded of these truths. Now, I believe we need to be reminded because we're so forgetful. Because we dwell in something that is of a flesh nature. And it is enmity to the things of God. The carnal man doesn't like the things of God. I can tell you the flesh don't want to do the things of God. But you know what? Oh, how the inward man desires the things of God. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. I think somebody needed reminding of that one right now. You need to be reminded, amen, that what happened in me that day in 1976 was the best thing ever happened to me. And brother, it'll always be the best thing that ever happened to me. The new man, amen, a holy man, a spiritual man rose up within me, created, born again of the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's what lives inside of me. Well, we let all kinds of things get us down, don't we? Now, I'm not saying that times ain't hard and ain't hard stuff happening. That happens. But what I am saying is that you're not exempt from it. And when you do get in it, you need to be reminded of some things. And you better thank God somebody is reminding you. Because I can tell you what the devil wants. He wants you to put your head in the sand and blame it on everything else in this world. And not get to the root of the problem. When if you'll just go listen and let the Holy Spirit and the man of God in your own common spiritual sense lead you, friend. You get reminded by the word of God. Well, we could talk all night. I tell you right now, I could give you, I could give some of you an opportunity to witness, to testify right now, and you take up the rest of the evening, huh? Been there, done that. Bunch of you's got the T-shirt on this one. You know just exactly how important it is to get yourself in the place where the Spirit of God is and the Word of God is. Because even if you didn't know what the preacher was going to preach, you came expecting that your God did and that He was going to give you just what you needed. Amen. Amen. Bless your heart. I hate it for people that can't come to church. I do because I believe they're missing out on something. I really do. I believe they're missing out on some. I believe the Lord intended for us to assemble together because there was going to be a special time of remembrance. Every time that we gather, every time that we come in those doors. Amen. I don't know what you needed tonight, but God did. Amen. God did. So the Holy Ghost is a reminder. The preacher is a reminder. I didn't even read all the scriptures, but you get the point. The preacher's a reminder. That's what he is. Right? And if you come in, if you come in next Sunday, and if I got to preach this again, I hope to God you'll still be saying, Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. The word of God. I tell you, I've heard it a hundred thousand times, if any. I've heard how he died for me. And oh, when my heart's right with God, it's still just new. It makes me want to clap. It makes me want to shout. I'm so glad that the word of God, friend, it ain't like another word. It's a living word. It's a living word. Here's what he said. 
I want to to start again. Verse number 12. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to you always to put you always in remembrance of these things. What things? All right, so let's go back to what he said in verses 3 up to verse number 12. Verses 3 through 9 or 10. I want to give you five things tonight and then I'll be done. Five things. But I want to give you the five things that the apostle Peter had shared with him before he got to verse number 12. And, and I believe was so intent. <laughs> I can't get off of it. He was so intent. He said, I want you to know I am never going to stop telling you the same story. And he's, he was proud of that. He was excited about that. I am going to always put you in remembrance of these things. He said, you know them. Right? He said, you already know what they are. He said, but I think it meet that as long as I'm alive, that my purpose is to remind you, to remind you of these good things. <laughs> Listen, friends, we may be headed toward the worst times in this country that it's ever seen or known. I don't know. But I can tell you this, we're going to need God every step of the way. Amen. Amen. You're going to need reminded. Amen. You're going to need to do a little reminding yourself. Amen. You schedule some time in the Word of God every day. That's a good reminder for you. Amen. Get in there and start studying and show thyself approved. You'll find there's word in there for you. There's something that will help you. I'm thankful to God today for the word that comes to me every day. What a rescue. What a help it is. What a help it is. But let me give you the five things. Verse number three is where we'll start. Verse number three. I want you to consider these things. I want you to remember these things. That the Lord has given you. The Bible said according. As his divine power hath given unto you. Us all things. That pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. That hath called us to glory and virtue. Now you preach on that one verse. There's so much packed into that one verse. Just look at all those things. Like godliness. And the knowledge of him. And the glory and the virtue. And all of those things. But here's what I want you to take away. Number one is the power. I want to remind you that by the power of God, we are fed. The word of God, according to scripture, is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is power of itself. The Bible said concerning the word of God that it is quick and it is powerful and it is sharper than any two-edged sword it's able to cut into you and discern your very thoughts and intents it's able to cut going in and cut coming out the word of God friend is a power and I want you to know I want to remind you tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest power known to man Amen. there is no greater power And may I say to you today that that power dwells within me. I don't control it, but bless God, he's trying to control me. I can't make it go or make it come. I tell you, the Spirit of God has been with me since the day he came in. But all like the wind, it seems. Some days we can feel the manifestation of its presence. And some days we just know he's there. But oh, what a good thing to be reminded of is that there is no greater power than the power of my God. There is none that can speak and and nothing becomes something. 
There is none that can declare a creation to be born and it happened at his voice. There is none that can calm the seas with just a whisper from his lips. There is none that controls the stars and the sun and the moon and everything else. There is nobody like my God. He's all powerful and he is the Lord of all. Oh, that the word of God could remind us today of the power of the one that we serve. Our prayers sometimes are so piddly. Our prayers sometimes are so small. We pray as if our God is our size. We pray if our God, as if our God has our abilities and yet never remembering, amen, that he walked his people to the edge of the sea and told them, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he rolled back the waters. <laughs> My God has not changed. He's still the same. Oh, how we look. And that's where I get in trouble. We look at situations and we look at circumstances and we think to ourselves, God, you haven't heard me. God, you're not answering me. God, when are you going to do this? All the while forgetting that my God can do anything he wants to do at any time. Power. Power you can't even comprehend the power of my God. Right? I can't, you can't, we can't understand, can we, we can't comprehend the power of God. I need to be reminded of this. I need, I need to remember that there was a day on the side of a hill that there were thousands of hungry people and Jesus looked at 12 men and said, feed them. As if there was nothing to it. <laughs> they said, if we had 200 penny worth of bread, we couldn't feed this multitude. What are you talking about? And Jesus said, well, you got. They said, well, there's a boy here has got a lunch. He's got some loaves and a few fish. But what's that among a crowd like this? You know what they'd forgot? His power. <laughs> Amen, his power. <laughs> what did he do? Well, we know the story. He fed them all. Fed all of them. Gathered up 12 baskets left over. Amen, I'd never considered this, but 12 baskets, there were 12 of them. Guess what? Each one of them had to tote one of them basketfuls off that mountain. Next thing you see, they're in a boat headed across and then this big storm comes up. Guess what's beating their ankles to death? 12 baskets full of food. And yet, what did they think? We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And finally, when the Lord comes on the scene, he said, oh, ye of little faith. He said, have you already forgot the miracle of the loaves and the fishes? Have you done forgot why them, your ankles are bleeding from the baskets that you have fought all through this storm? Have you forgot my power? Yeah. I would say that every one of us struggle with that same issue every single day. We just forget who he is, right? We look around to the rest of these Joes and we think, I'm doomed. I can't make it. I'm, not, I'm going down this time. What have we forgot? 
We have forgot that our God spoke and the sun began to shine. Lord, help me. You just thought you hadn't been forgetful. And yet we forget his power all the time. Right? I could go through all the miracles. <laughs> you say, well, then, then that applies to me. I beg your pardon. He ain't changed. He ain't changed. Right? Oh, I just got to give you one more. You've done heard it a thousand times, but I think you need to be reminded. Jesus walking through a city one day and this woman had an issue. Anybody got any issues? You know what she said? She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, she said, I know I'll be made whole. You know what she was remembering? His power. You know what she was thinking about? His power. And the Bible said he just strolled right on by. And when she stuck that hand out and touched the hem of his garment as he went by, she was made whole. I wonder how many times I have sacrificed healing when I could have just been healed. You know why? Because I forgot his power. I forgot his power. Verse number three, Peter told him, he said, his power. <laughs> oh, I feel that. <laughs> oh, to God, that I have a zeal for Christ when I'm old and enough energy and strength to still preach because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're here and I'm here 30 years from now, I hope to God I'm preaching the same story. The same book, the same text, the same words, the same God. And I can, I, I want to tell you with all my heart that I hope that I have as much excitement to tell you about his power then as I do today. Because our God is powerful. The apostle Peter, he told him of these things, five things. His power, number one, look at verse number four. Look at verse number four. The Bible said, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Don't you think just a minute about the promises, right? Lord Jesus, we couldn't preach all the promises he's made. Right, you'd have had to brought supper if we was going to preach all the promises. He <laughs> that good. But let me give you a few of them. Amen. I just want to remind you, the book's full of them. Bless your heart, the book's full of them. Amen. The Lord God, who is all powerful, has made me some promises. And we need to remind each other of these promises every now and then. You know what he said to me? He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll go with you even unto the end. (laughs) That's a promise. Amen. Amen. He told me that my sins were cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore. All your sins are gone. That was a promise. He said, I'm going away, but I am coming back. That's a promise. He said, as I go away, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am there, you may be also. That is a promise. Oh, the exceeding great and precious promises of God. Listen to me, weary children of God today. Look up, look up your redemption. It draweth nigh. You say, how do you know? Because he promised it. 
Amen. And the sun will quit shining before a promise of the Most High God ever fails us. Be reminded, be reminded of the promises of God. They're meant to encourage you and to lift you and to rescue you and to save you day after day. The exceeding great and precious promises. Number one is power, but number two, remember his promises. Number three, same verse, number three, remember your position. Let me read it to you. The Bible said in verse number four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. (laughs) Hallelujah. You say, what are you trying to remind me of? I'm trying to remind you of what the apostle John wrote in 1 John. He said, beloved, he, he said, the Lord... Hath, hath loved us so, right? He's loved us so wondrously. What a wonder that, that we're called the sons of God. One of the writers said it like this. He said, being a child of God makes you an heir. An heir to God. A joint heir with Jesus Christ. I am a child of the Most High God. I was an orphan, yes. I was apart from, I was alienated from God and unreconcilable. But Jesus made a way. And he offered me that gift one day. And the very day that I got saved, bless your heart, I became a child of the King. Let me tell you, I am a partaker of the divine nature. I just need to remind you tonight of your position. Right? We walk around with our heads down. We walk around defeated. We walk around as if we have no father. We walk around as if our God ain't powerful and he ain't made promises. And yet what I'm saying to you right now is that you are a child of the most high God. Let me just remind you that you are royalty tonight. You are the children of God. You are the saints of God. The saints of God are not going down. They're going up. I want you to know that God today has made you his own. He called us his children. Now, you can call me a lot of things, but as long as he calls me his. Amen. That's some good reminding right there. I just need to wake up every day and remember that I'm a child of the king. He made me one of his own. He made me a divine partaker, a part of his divine nature. How so? Because when I was born again, I wasn't born again of the flesh. I was born again of the spirit of God, made a new creature in Christ Jesus. That makes me a partaker of the divine nature. Oh, thank God I'm going to lay down what you see one day. It's going to die, and they're going to bury it. It's going to be gone. But the man on the inside, amen, was made a new creature in Christ Jesus. I will never perish because I have been made a partaker of the divine nature. We need to be reminded of the power of God, the promises of God. and We need to be reminded of the position that we hold. We're the children of God today. How many believe for one minute that a father lets his children go off? How many believe for one minute that he ever takes his eye off his own? 
No, it was Jesus himself that said He said, if a boy asks his dad for a, a, a fish, he said, does he give him a rock? <laughs> See, asking for, for bread, does he give him a serpent? Jesus is looking at him like, when are you guys going to get this? He said, no. He said, how much more do you know that your heavenly father is going to give you good things? Why? Because he loves you. Why? Because you're his. Well, thank God. And because I'm his, guess what? He chases me down and whip a hide off of me if it takes it. Right? He'll chasing me. He'll do whatever I need. Amen. But you know why? Because I'm his. I have been a partaker of the divine nature. I am no longer my own. I've been bought with a price. That help anybody but me? Praise God. Just to be reminded that I'm a child of the king, right? The rest of the world can talk about me all they want to. But I'm of a divine nature in here. Been made a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think we forget that. I think we forget that. Number four. Number four, we're going to look at verses number five through eight for number four. I want you to look now at his purpose for you. You need to be reminded of his purpose for your life. Follow along with what the apostle Peter said in verse number five. And he said, and besides this, he's already told them about his power and his promises and and your position. But he said, and besides this, he's given you all diligence to add to your faith, virtue. And to add to your virtue, knowledge. And to add to your knowledge, temperance and to your temperance patience and patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity listen to what he said for if these things be in you and abound that means they work in you they make you that you shall never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You say, what are you trying to remind me of? (laughs) I'm trying to tell you today that the Lord has a purpose for your life. Amen. Amen. God's intent for you, brother, is not to sit there like a knot on the log, but to start living, amen, the new life, the consecrated way. Let him add to your faith, virtue. Let him add to your virtue, temperance and knowledge and godliness. And all. Why don't you just let the Lord work in you, brother? If you let these things work in you, abound in you. Amen. You'll suddenly begin to fulfill the purpose of God in your life. He has a purpose for me. I think I need reminded of that from time to time. Amen. You ever felt useless? I did this week. You ever felt worthless? You ever felt like you just had no purpose at all? You'd think I done grew past that stuff. No, I fought that this week. Just this week I fought that. And you know what he reminded me? He said, I got a purpose for you. 
You're not worthless or useless or aimless or purposeless. I have a purpose for your life. And I intend to add to your faith virtue. And add to your virtue knowledge and to your knowledge temperance and patience and godliness and all of these things. The Lord intends to work these things in my life. Listen to me. Be reminded, children, that the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and God Himself is trying to work His purpose in you. Every day you've got a work to do. Every day you've got a job to perform for Christ. Every day you have a spiritual walk that needs to be walked. A spiritual life that needs to be lived. Every day you can be as what the Apostle Peter said here. He said, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. Guess what the purpose of a branch is? To be fruitful. To bear fruit. Let me remind you. I need to remind you. (laughs) I like this. I got to remind you always that God has a purpose for your life. And if these things... All these things that you give diligence to and the Holy Spirit helps you. He said, if they'll be in you and abound in you, he said, you will not be unfruitful. No, conversely, what he's saying is, is if you'll just, if you'll just let God work in you, you will be fruitful. And by the way, that's the purpose of the people of God is to be fruitful. Bear fruit. That's why he grafted us into the, to the main vine. That's why he joined us to the very, the very rootstock that produces that type of divine fruit. I've been grafted into Jesus Christ and therefore I have a purpose and that purpose, make no mistake about it, is to bear fruit for Christ. You need to be reminded of that. Now, that reminding might come, come through some scolding through the scripture. Right? Sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary we just open up the Word of God and take our medicine and say, that was good for me. I didn't like how it tasted, but that was good for me. And I needed that because I've been wrong. I've been walking wrong. I've been talking wrong. I've been living wrong. And I need to get right with God and let Him clean me up that He might produce fruit through me. Because let me remind you, friend, when you stand before God without any fruit, you will regret that day. Because you'll be judged, amen? We're all going to be judged. There's another reminder. You're going to be judged one day. Of everything you've said, everything you've done, everything you've thought, everything that wasn't of Christ. Amen? He said, you shall suffer loss. Listen to me. We need to be reminded of this truth. It's that we have a purpose for God. Yeah, we got a powerful God and he's given us great promises. We've been given a position with Christ being partakers of the divine nature. But I'll tell you right now, that makes my life of purpose and meaning. And I need to wake up with that, that awareness every day. Right? You ever wake up and think, oh, I believe I'll take an off day. I, I don't believe I'm going to do anything for the Lord today. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read. I don't want to call nobody. I don't want 
I don't want to help nobody. I just want to sit right here and suck my thumb. That ain't what he called me for. I've got a purpose, you see. And I need to be reminded, and, and the Word of God does a real job at, 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 at stripping the bark off where it ain't supposed to be, right? He knows how to chasten me and get my attention, and the Holy Spirit knows just how to remind me and say, Whoop, you're going the wrong way. That ain't your purpose for God. Well, there's a lot of things that we need to be reminded of, but let me remind you, number five as we close. Number five as we close. Let me get the verse, verse number, verse number nine. Let me read it to you. But he that lacketh these things is blind. He cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Now, you'll find in that very text, that very word, forgotten. Right? Did you read it? Did you look at verse 9 as I read it? Did you see the word? Most incredible thing of all things, Jerry, that it absolutely stunned me when I read it was that I can forget that I have been purged. Is that not an extraordinary concept that of all things to forget? I can wake up some days and not even remember that my sins are gone. Most sometimes when you've got a frown on your face, it's just because you need to remember a few things. And I could probably go in reverse from what I did tonight. <laughs> and by, by the time we finish with number one, you'd be smiling again. Because you know what? Really, all I need to know to cheer me up is that my sins are gone. I've been purged. Look at what Peter's saying in verse number nine. Look what he's saying to him. He said, look, all these things are good. All these things are good. He said, but you act like. But you act like. That, that you're still of that old nature. You act like you have forgotten that you have been purged from all your old sin. No. No, he said, I pray to God that I am negligent. I am never negligent to always put you in remembrance of these things. I gave you the five. There's probably more hidden in there, but there's five of them. Peter gave them to him in his introduction to the, to the book itself, the epistle, and he gave them those five things. And then he said, I want you to know that my mission in life is to remind you of these things. To never fail. He said, as long as I'm alive, to not fail to remind you of these things. And then he, then he said in verse number 15, he said, by the way, even when I'm dead, I pray to God I'm still reminding you. He said, even when I'm dead, by the way, he said, the Lord Jesus told me how I was going to die and I am soon going to die. He said, but even after my decease, He said, I'm going to still be stirring up your remembrance. You know what I'd have to say? He's right. He's been dead a long time, ain't he? And yet, what he wrote 
is still stirring up our remembrance. It's reminding us of some of the simple truths that how we forget them from day to day, how we let these things slip, I know not. All but the power of God, the promises of God, our position in Christ, being partakers of the divine nature. What, what wondrous truth that all of these things that he has, he has given to us, all of these things are ours. Our purpose. And if none of that really stirs yet, just consider that your sins are gone. You've been purged. That ought to turn your frown upside down just to remember that your sins are purged. They're gone. You can't think of that without thinking the cross, right? You can't think of that without thinking of an empty tomb and, and blood that was shed and a, and a Savior that suffered and, and a God that sent him, right? All of that is just the gospel. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. All of these things ought to be what we remind ourselves with. And Lord, help me to be a good reminder, right? To be a faithful reminder to you as a flock. Right? Not let the enemy or whatever else whisper in my ear and say, you know what? They've done heard that. They're probably not interested in that. We need the same book, the same word, and the same spirit that everybody before us needed. And we need it over and over and over. This book is enough. We don't need another way. We don't need another method. This is enough. And there's enough in that to set every one of us free every day, all the time. Now, I'm ready to pray now and sing. And we can sing just as long as you want to sing or as long as Steve's got voice. But I hope to Christ that you've been reminded of some good things and that you'll lift your head up and know that the people of God ain't going down. No, we're going up. God ain't never lost a battle and he ain't going to start in your life. Everything that you need, our God will provide. That's his promise. Thank you, God, for the reminding. Well, I'm going to ask Vicki if you would come back to the piano. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer now. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like I need to repent some more. If nothing else, just because I, I fail to be reminded as he tries every day. And I want to be better at that. Listen, we, we need to be light in this world. There's enough darkness. It needn't come from us. We need to be light and salt everywhere we go and all that we do. We need to live as if we know the truth about our God. He's alive. He's all-powerful. He's never failed. We need, we need to know that happiness, that goodness in God. I'm going to ask you if you would join us in prayer tonight. There's a lot of needs, a lot of prayers that need to be prayed, and a lot of people that need prayer. But let's just pray. Let's open our heart to God, and let's just pray. Everyone can join us. Lenny, would you lead us in prayer?